0: Hey, everyone, it is Dr. D from Teacher Prep. I decided um, I'm going to do a solo podcast today and connect with all of you, my audience, and let you know just how much I appreciate uh, your voices, your feedback, your comments, just everything that has really been strength for me to push through 2020. It has been a challenging year on so many fronts. From isolation and feeling disconnected from everyone in the world to, you know, losing my father and not being able to spend time with family, 2020 is definitely one for the books. But now it is the last day of 2020 and it's time to reflect. I just woke up this morning and... Went into my office and rearranged everything. Uh, I realized after having a really good conversation with a friend of mine yesterday that I need to be open to shifting. I need to make space to change. And I'm not doing that. I'm too stuck in coulda, shoulda, woulda instead of focusing on what's really happening and what's going on right now in my life. And for some reason, that can certainly cause a lot of anxiety and uncertainty and doubt and fear, all of those emotions that we need to just focus on and and think about collectively, what am I doing with these feelings? How am I processing them? Am I stuffing it and holding it all in? Because yikes, when that happens, I know... For me, I get even more anxious and restless, or am I channeling it in productive and positive ways? Um, So all of these things collectively really matter, especially as, as a teacher, right? Because what we bring into the classroom has a ripple effect. It affects our students. It affects our relationship with our own children or our partners, all of our energy collectively has an impact on others. And in turn, it it has an impact on how we perceive the world and how we perceive the future and what we're going to do next. So these things are so important to consider as we wrap up 2020 and we think about what we're going to do next. So I just want to share with you my ideas. And as I shared, today is the really the first day for me for 2021. Cleaning out, making space for new things um, is very cathartic. So before you go back to the classroom, make a shift, whether that's doing something that you've been wanting to do for such a long time, like start an exercise regime or, you know, eat healthier, um, be more organized, right? Uh, the Shift, don't wait till 2021, do it now. Don't wait until, you know, something else falls into place. Do it today. And I, and I strongly believe that by doing something every single day over and over again, whether it's starting to, a meditation or yoga practice and just starting small with two, three minutes and then building on it, because it will build and it will grow just like everything else if we put the energy and effort in. But don't wait. Start today. So that is my first bit of advice for you guys, for my listeners out there. And I also want to take the time while you have a little bit of a break is to just reflect. You know, I think too often, um, at least my experience working in in the classroom and in the teaching profession, we tend to focus on the negative. We tend to focus on things that are out of our control. Um. And yes, it can be exciting. And yes, you know, I think in many ways we uh, we fall into a trap of the drama, right? It's it's like a roller coaster ride. Let's just get real. And there's something that's very uh, addictive and very familiar with the drama cycle. So break free from that. It does, you know, some of the most challenging things for us can be wonderful opportunities to grow and to reflect and to make, you know, a shift. And I keep talking about this shift. Um, so start with the positive and reflect. What has really come out of it? Yes, guess what? Yeah, I'm working from home. I'm teaching from home. And I'm also homeschooling three students um, or home Zooming I'm, because they are in the classroom. They are, uh, my kids are, as I've talked about them before. I have a, a second grader and a fifth grader and uh, a seventh grader. They're all enrolled in public school. I'm very proud of that. Uh, you know, when the pandemic started in March and the new skill, school year was starting in August, there wasn't there was a window where I considered putting them in private school because all the private schools out here are, are open and they have been open. Um, I really thought about it. We, you know, I, I, and I said, let's do this because this is going to be good for them. This is going to be good for me. This is going to be good for them. But then I realized that this is such a unique experience, not just for me, but for my kids, for my family. And you know, I could go about and it could be business as usual for my kids. They could be in school right now in a private school. Or we could be having this experience together and we can be growing together and we can be struggling together. And and maybe there'll be some wonderful opportunities to do things different than we've ever done before and to learn from each other and to grow. You know, my children are in many ways my ministry when it comes to teaching. Um, I think personally I've become so much of a better teacher after having kids because even though they all come from the same family, the same DNA pool, they are such different learners. Um, so this has been such a, an eye-opening year for me in terms of working with my kids. So it's it's had a lot of positivity. My middle child who has typically struggled in school. He he has an IEP for speech and language, um, has some ADD. Uh, He has just been thriving and owning his learning and just huge growth. I mean, I've never seen such growth. I think a lot of times my own doubt of what he's capable of doing has crept in Um, to his education, but this year has been, you know, my mantra has been let go and let God, and I've been letting go and letting God take, take shape in our lives. And I've seen huge growth from him, from all of my children. So it's reminded me that, you know what, they're all growing and they're all progressing in their education very differently um, they're taking what, they're, what they need right now. Uh, they're developing. They're becoming more resilient and independent, uh, autonomous in their work style. And, um, and we've grown. And we've learned how to set goals together and give each other space and, and be okay with failure. And wow, I mean, I think honestly, this is the first year they've actually asked me for help. Um, so that's been a hallelujah for me is just having them say, yeah, mom's a teacher. I can ask mom for help too. But, um, reflect whether you have kids or not, what has been positive in your life? What have you seen? What have you been witness to that may not have possibly happened? Um, had it been quote business as usual? Uh, number two, after you've taken some time to reflect and think about some of those positive things that are happening and that you've seen, uh, give yourself some kudos. I don't think we do this enough as teachers. I think for me personally, uh, in the classroom, I was constantly just going, going, going from one thing to the next and never really kind of like stepped back and said, wow, dude, I'm rocking this. Like there are some things that I'm doing so well right now. Feedback, that's been huge for me. I've been giving incredible feedback to my students and um, I've been feeling a lot more comfortable with being really constructive with the kinds of feedback that I've given them. Very specific, very um, clear and connected to Uh, what I'm looking for, the learning objective. And that has been huge. And I'll tell you why it's been huge for me is that for some reason this year, I've been getting so many emails from my students giving me shouts out, telling me how much they appreciate me, telling me how much they've learned from me. I, I, I don't honestly think I've gotten that, at least at this volume in all of my years in the classroom. So it's really been a good growing space for me to say, I need to, I need to give good constructive feedback. And I think it shows my students that I care. And uh, it's, you know, obviously we want to, we know the value of having those personal relationships. But we can show our students that we care through the feedback that we give them through the comments, uh, emails, connections, phone calls, whatever it is, all of those things. Um, and, and that sends a really powerful message. So number two is what are some things? Yeah. Give yourself some kudos. What are you doing? That's really rocking. And that brings me to number three, which is how are you connecting with other educators? Right? Because when it comes to it as teachers, we all have assets. We all have strengths and we all have areas for growth. So it's so critical that we take the time to connect with other teachers and you know if you are teaching remotely right now that might look different. And so think about ways that you connect you can connect with other with other teachers in the profession whether that's you know getting on Twitter and and uh, putting your first tweet okay you can send a tweet out or you can, search a hashtag on a topic like distance learning and see what other teachers are doing or join a, a professional learning community on Twitter. I know I belong to several like ed tech and math teachers and new teachers, uh, professional learning community on Twitter and just sending a tweet out, connecting, you know, uh, getting in, getting on to some, Ed tech chats or some some professional learning uh, social media groups and and sharing sharing with them sharing stories and uh, and sharing advice share it's it's gratifying for us to be able to right this we're in the helping profession because we enjoy helping others it, it's it's fulfilling so if you're feeling like this is not a good space for me. Think about how you can connect with other educators, how you can make others feel good, because in doing that, you yourself will feel good. And if you want to send me a tweet, you can always do that at Prep Tech on Twitter, or join one of my Facebook groups, Making Math Connections, or Teacher Prep. Um, there's so many out there, and it's, it's, it, it's helpful to join a Facebook group in your subject-specific area so or a, a, a content area where you feel like you need to grow. So maybe you're feeling like, I really need support in technology. Join a Google Classroom uh, Facebook group or Teaching with Tech Facebook group. Um, So doing those types of things is going to fill our buckets, right? Because as teachers, we are constantly consuming information. We're constantly reflecting on our practice. We're thinking about ways that we can be more effective, but we also want to fill our bucket. We can do that by sharing our stories, sharing our advice with other teachers. So get connected with other educators. Um, And then once you've done that, set some goals. It's going to be 2021 in just a few hours, people. So what are some goals that you have for the new year? And just like any good action research, you want to think about, I have a goal. How can I connect this goal to some research that's out there? Some of the literature on, you know, supporting English language learners or some of the literature on, you know, supporting students with disabilities. So whatever your goal is for the new year, and I say, set a goal that's both personal and professional. That's what I do every year. So for me, my professional goal is to continue with my podcast and be more consistent, um, professionally speaking. And I want to write another book. I've been very passionate about math projects as a way to teach interdisciplinary, um, for many, many years since I started teaching, I've always done, uh, project-based learning and I love it. I think it's so, uh, valuable to foster a love of mathematics and to teach for transfer. Um, and it makes the content come alive. So for me, that's been a huge passion and I'm, and I want to set another goal. I'm going to do that right now is to write a book in 2021 on teaching project-based learning with math. And I'm hoping that will get done. So that's my professional goal. And then set a personal goal. I have my personal goal is to just spend some more time with myself. I know that's kind of bizarro, but I feel like you know, I need to kind of be okay with being alone more. Um, My kids are going to be older. They want to be more independent. I need to be comfortable with being by myself, taking walks by myself, reading more, um, doing things on my own. And I think by doing that, I'll be more available for my kids. I know that sounds weird, but I think the more I can go inward, the more I can give outward. It's kind of like that whole oxygen mask phenomenon you know you can't help someone else until you put on your own oxygen mask right so i'm feeling like i need to put on my own oxygen mask and then i can help out more people so that's where i'm going i'm going to go inward a bit i found this wonderful book i want to read it's like 150 questions telling your own autobiography um I don't share a lot about my personal life, my, my childhood, because there's a lot of blocks there that I haven't worked through. Uh, so I, I feel like I need to do that. If this, is the eight, this is the year for me. I want to move out in that direction. And I also want to move professionally in writing a book. Uh, writing has always been very cathartic for me. Um, and it's time to get some catharsis in some other areas of my life. So I'm going to do that and I'm excited. And so whatever goals that you're setting in your life, uh, be vigilant, you know, attend to them every day, just like a garden. You know, you you don't want to just have it out there and not attend to it. It needs daily interaction, even if it's just sitting there, reflecting, journaling, uh, describing, you know, maybe doing a vision board. That's been very helpful just projecting out what that's gonna look like and then spending that time in there to foster it, to nurture it, to make it grow. Um, And so in your professional goals, think about the literature, think about how are you gonna think like an action researcher, how can you collect data? A lot of times when I'm writing a book, I'll go onto my Facebook groups, I'll ask questions, I'll ask questions for teachers, I'll see what's trending. Um, and so collect data from your students, you know, ask them to participate in a survey and share their insight with you or even do a small group with your kiddos and ask them about their learning style and, and what's working well and in, in, in how they're learning during this year. Um, I know many, many teachers are going to continue with distance learning. So take the time to reflect. And maybe that's a goal of yours is to be an expert at distance learning. Um So take time to connect with your kiddos. Take time to ask them what's working and set some of those goals so that you can continue to grow professionally. And as we wrap up 2020, uh, I hope that you continue to listen to this podcast and to connect with me. What are some topics that you want to hear about? What are some uh, burning questions that you have? And, and, And let me know so I can bring bring in my advice and my wisdom, what I've learned, and also bring in other experts in this area to really grow a professional learning community where teachers feel connected. So want to thank you so much for your listenership and for continuing to, to be part of this podcast and, and let's make 2021 the best year ever. This is Dr. D and I look forward to bringing you new and innovative podcasts with experts out there from all over the world, and we'll make this the best year ever.